30 years with the same network? 30 years? I'm on my 31st. No. Have you ever been with another network? I no. don't recall. You've no. never worked for any other no. major network? No, this is it. This is it. On radio, too? Always NBC? Radio. I was on radio for 12 years before that. Yeah. So I'm on my 43rd year. That's incredible. Started as a child. I remember. I sat there listening to you. Yeah. Oh, I meant when I, was, when I was growing up, not to make you sound like an elderly man, but I, I would tell you and Jack Benny and Fred Allen and Fibber McGee and Molly and all of those shows had a great effect sure, on people of sure, my generation. Sure. We stole from you all. Sure. A little, little bit here and there. Sure. Your first show was... a great, love, wonderful medium. I don't know why we ever got into this stuff, you know. <laughs> I love, no, I love radio at Sunset and Vine where you used to do and read the jokes and kiss the script and walk out and drop the whole thing in the can and right. keep going right to the golf course. <laughs> Now you have to go and have your head blocked, you know. Make up and all that stuff. Shibe, look you over. My God, it's murder. The American Dairy Association, the nation's dairy farmers, present the Bob Hope Show, transcribed direct from Hollywood with Les Brown and his band of renown. For the American Dairy Association, whose dairy farmers produce the world's finest family of delicious, healthful foods, yours truly, Bill Goodwin. Our singing star, Margaret Whiting. Our special guest, Grace Kelly. And here he is, Bob Hope. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Here I am again for the American Dairy Association, whose 10 million cows bring you 40 million gallons of milk day after day. Milk is one thing that keeps going on and on. You can't interrupt it, even by yelling, point of order. <laughs> I was in Washington last week, but nobody noticed me. I, I was, went to see the gentleman and had a few words with him about taxes. He had two for me, paid him. <laughs> While I was back there, I took in the Kentucky Derby and vice versa. why I was so late getting back. Hitchhiking isn't what it used to be. <laughs> but they were very nice to the losers this year. As you left the track, there was a bus waiting to take you to Strike It Rich. <laughs> a California horse won the derby, and she not only got the prize money, but something every American filly dreams about, a date with Trigger. And you could tell it was a California horse. It was the only one in the race wearing dark blinkers, a sunsuit, open-toed shoes, and galoshes. <laughs> I had a wonderful trip. I always enjoy seeing my old friends in Cleveland. The nice thing about my old friends is they never ask me for any of my money. They just want theirs back. <laughs> and I made a personal appearance with the picture Casanova's Big Night in Milwaukee, the beer town. I'm always nervous in Milwaukee. You never know whether the audience is applauding or burping. I wasn't happy with the way the theater advertised the picture. There was a big sign that said, Casanova's Big Night starring Bob Hope bowling in the basement. What do you have? <laughs> and I went to see the Cleveland Indians play ball. I'm tremendously interested in the team, but I didn't get to see much of what went on. I intended the game as Jack Benny's guest, and we took turns looking through the knot hole. <laughs> Jack Benny, that's the Howard Hughes of the gay 90s. I shouldn't say that because I'm going to appear on Jack's next TV show. He does a show every three weeks. He has to allow three weeks between shows. It takes the guest stars that long to read all the clauses in the contract. <laughs> but 
but I had a nice trip. You know, I travel so much that my wife, Dolores, still doesn't know what I do for a living. She thinks I'm a guide on Welcome Travelers. <laughs> it was a strenuous trip, so when I got back, I dropped in at my doctor's for a check. He's been dropping in at my place all winter for one. <laughs> the man I go to happens to be a famous baby doctor. And when I guess he's absent-minded, he patted me around the waist and he said, come back in two weeks and don't do any lifting or bending. <laughs> I asked the doctor to listen to my heart. I don't know how the beat sounded, but he listened for a moment. Then he called three other doctors and some nurses in and they started a mamba session. Bob Hope joined NBC's Red Network in December of 1937. For the next 10 years, he starred on the Pepsin program, racking up the top-rated show five consecutive seasons between the fall of 1942 and the spring of 1947. Then, as radio's ratings were hitting an all-time high, Hope opened the fall of 1947 to harsh reviews. Both the critics and public were bored with his formula. Ratings dropped, and Hope responded with a shakeup the following year. Gone were Vera Vague and Jerry Colonna. The show became more of a situation comedy. It was radio itself, though, that had begun to fade. Hope spent two seasons being sponsored by Swan Soap, and then by Chesterfield, Jell-O, and American Dairy. His top show fell to fifth overall, then seventh, then tenth, 33rd, and finally 47th in 1953. In 1954, his Friday at 8.30 rating was under 3.3. On May 14th, his guest was the 24-year-old actress Grace Kelly. She'd won the Academy Award for Best Actress and Country Girl two months prior. Her fourth starring role, Dial M for Murder, was about to premiere. Continuing our story, let's return to Africa and the town of Mombasa. Grace Kelly has appealed to the jungle hunter to lead her safari. She's awaiting his decision. It was a difficult decision to make. It would be madness to lead an expedition into the Zambezi country. It was deep in the interior, fever-ridden, and the natives there still practiced head shrinking. If they took a dislike to someone, they shriveled his head to the size of a kumquat. <laughs> One jungle hunter had wandered into their territory, and when he came back, from the neck up, all he had was a doorknob. <laughs> all my instincts told me to skip this trip, but I couldn't get the beautiful American out of my mind. That blonde, silken hair, those deep blue eyes, that gorgeous, shapely figure. And to top it off, she was a girl. <laughs> Well, have you made up your mind? Will you lead my safari to Zambezi? Well, I've thought of one route that might get us through. Look at this map on the wall. Now, we go from Saki to Bangasi here, through the valley of the Ruanzori into Uganda, cross here through the Cameroons, then down into Rhodesia by way of Bukama, Masumba, Pretoria, Matadi, Bameko, Kalwisi, Busumbre, Segu, Katiola, and Atanga. <laughs> you better go on by yourself. I'm pooped. We went to the office of the district commissioner of police. I'd like to leave as soon as possible, Commissioner. I think that can be arranged. I'm sure I'll be perfectly safe on my trip. For my safari leader, I've hired this gentleman here, Buona Hope. Oh, no. <laughs> Not Buona Hope. I've heard Buona Hope is a very good jungle hunter. Are you kidding? This man doesn't even know how to handle a gun. He shot so many of his own toes off, he's the only guide in Africa who wears children-sized shoes. (laughs) 
Oh, you're exaggerating. Oh, no, I'm not. Every time Buona Hope starts out on a hunting trip, Band-Aid stock jumps 12 points. <laughs> Look, we just came here for a travel permit. Did we get it or not? Oh, I'm sure Buona Hope will be a satisfactory leader, Commissioner. You don't know him like we do. He's the worst guide in Africa. Each time he takes out a safari, the same thing happens. What's that? The minute he gets past the last mobile gas station, he's hopelessly lost. <laughs> Jungle guide. Ha! He couldn't find his way out of Carmen Miranda's hat. <laughs> Don't worry about my safari. I'm going to ford the Zonga River, then cut straight across the jungle, knocking over a few lions and tigers on the way. Then I'll head directly for Mozambique. If I have to cut my way through the whole Maasai and Zulu tribes single-handed. Oh, that will be jolly. <laughs> and one more thing. What's that? When you pass Mount Kilimanjaro, say hello to Ava Gardner. <laughs> Quiet or I'll bend your picture of Liberace. <laughs> well, uh, goodbye, Miss Kelly. Goodbye, Commissioner. Started the next morning from Mombasa. By noon, we were in dense jungle. Parakeets flew overhead. Monkeys scolded us from the branches. Wild animals peered at us from the underbrush. Those Holsteins can get pretty mean, you know. Our safari pressed on. Bell sisters are lost. <laughs> I knew. I knew the American girl was nervous, so I stayed close to her. Look, a huge lion. Betty, when a lion growls like that, he doesn't mean any trouble. But when he roars, that's when the cowards climb the tree. No, you can see all over from up here. <laughs> that night we camped, and beyond the light of the campfire, the jungle was a wall of black around us. I tried to get acquainted with the tall, leather-faced hunter of Wana Hope. Nice sitting here together, isn't it? Sure is, ma'am. You like the jungle, don't you? Ain't bad. But <laughs> they originally had Tennessee Ernie for this part. <laughs> but but how can you stand such a lonely life? You don't have a girlfriend. You don't even know what day it is out here. I've got a calendar that answers both your questions. <laughs> he was very handsome sitting there. I tried to get him to kiss me. You know you're very handsome. Think so? <laughs> Come over here. Closer to me. Well? Closer? Now, take my lips. Oh, are they detachable? <laughs> you know, 
know you're a strange man. Why do you brood so much? Well, I can't help it. Danger lurks everywhere. You never know when you'll be clawed by a tiger or eaten by cannibals or sink in the quicksand or die of jungle fever. Well, then why do you stay here? I only have to stay here eight more months. Then what happens? I report back to Art Linkletter on People Are Funny. <laughs> well, I'm going to bed. Good night. There's only one tent. That's right. Who sleeps in the tent? Well, you're a woman. Your skin is tender. You're not used to the jungle at night. I'm an old hand here in Africa. Nothing bothers me. So under the circumstances... Yes? We'll toss for it. <laughs> the days went by. We trekked on and on, deeper and deeper into the jungle. Our progress was slow. We were held up by crocodile, infested rivers, herds of buffalo, and masses of rhinoceri. If any Harvard men are listening. <laughs> then one day we marched into a native village and found the man Grace Kelly was searching for. <laughs> Here, man, you look for. Uncle Jeffrey, is it really you? Well, that's right, my dear. I have stayed here all these years because I like it. This is the last remaining place in the world where a man can find real peace and quiet, contentment. The natives are untouched, unspoiled by civilization. This place would be a paradise forever. Poor man. I didn't have the heart to tell him that his dream would soon be shattered. The next week, the freeway was coming through. <laughs> Well, we've come a long way and we're tired. Get these guys to unpack our bags. Prepare some food. They're no help just stand there gaping at us. Hey, easy now. These people are not used to harsh treatment. Come on, everybody. Get a move on. Get busy. Careful. They have guns. Who cares? They'll do as I say. No bunch of Congo villagers can scare me. What do you think I am, yellow? <laughs> you know, you can see all over from up here. <laughs> Grace Kelly would appear in seven more films over the next two years. She retired after her marriage to Prince Rainier III of Monaco. Her last film was High Society, opposite Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra. By 1954, Hope was appearing on TV. He did commentary for NBC's coverage of the 1952 political conventions. And although he never had a regular TV series, he starred in 272 TV specials between 1950 in 1996. In later years, he became the network's senior statesman, and his theme song, Thanks for the Memories, became synonymous with his comedy. Oh, thanks for the memories of the cerebral palsy campaign and their efforts to obtain the needed funds for the helpless ones this drive we must sustain. And we thank you so much Ladies and gentlemen, during the month of May, United Cerebral Palsy is conducting its annual drive to raise the funds necessary to continue its work of research and to maintain its treatment centers, clinics, and other facilities. Each year, almost 10,000 children are born with cerebral palsy. Thousands of GIs from World War II are paraplegic cases. And traffic accidents and brain injuries run the total of cerebral palsy cases up to over half a million. With long and expensive treatment, many of these cases can be cured. And in many, there is great improvement. But all this takes lots of money. However, no price is too great if it will help these people to talk and laugh and work again. 
but please send as much as you can to Cerebral Palsy in care of your postmaster. Thank you very much. Good night. Be sure to listen to the Bob Hope Show next week from Hollywood with our special guest, Merle Oberon. The Bob Hope Show, an NBC Radio Network production, was written by Norman Sullivan and Charles Lee, transcribed direct from Hollywood, California. This program has been brought to you by the American Dairy Association, the nation's dairy farmer. Remember, butter brightens the flavor of every food it touches.